Don't call me Saturday, as we all know. The Dallas Cowboys are back in the mix. Yes! So happy new year, everybody. It's going to be Friday, January 11th. I'm J.O. I'm the author of Maximize Your Medicare, Certified Financial Planner. You can see quotes on various locations in the media nationwide. New year, same message. Today is not financial advice. We'll get to the point of today's podcast shortly. In order to give you financial advice, of which I have licenses and certifications and all sorts of other stuff, I would need to know a lot more about you in order to give you specific recommendations. Today's podcast is brought to you by the Great Humanity Healthcare Foundation. You can find out more about the Great Humanity Healthcare Foundation at greathumanityhf.org. The lofty goals of the foundation are simple. Just think about a family that you know somewhere where you live. Young family, $10,000 family deductible. The funds will be used to those who are crushed by medical debt, faced by unexpected medical costs, that simply cannot afford. Today I read somewhere on the internet that 70% of American households live paycheck to paycheck. This holiday season, every holiday season really, around Christmas time and New Year's, the reality is I end up changing, modifying, updating the new edition of Maximize Your Medicare. The 2019 edition of Maximize Your Medicare, the seventh edition, is now available in ebook and paperback format everywhere. You can go to the website www.maximizeyourmedicare.com. You can click on the link that is part of the post for the podcast and go to the website. You can see where it is available. And here's a special deal. You may know that there's a website called Kobo, K-O-B-O. And it's linked with Walmart. For example, if you have Walmart account online, you can buy the ebook format at the price. $5.99 is the price of the book, but a $5 discount for your first purchase. So if you've never purchased a book through walmart.com, an ebook on walmart.com, then you buy the book for $5.99, you get the $5 discount. Your net price, 99 cents. Even better, the royalties from the book are being contributed to the Great Humanity Healthcare Foundation, the sponsor of this podcast. So you can ask me, what in the world am I doing using my time in updating the book on an annual basis? The 5,000-foot view is quite simple, really, which is that Medicare is changing. There are going to be 10,000 people a day, every day in the United States turning 65, this is kind of a well-publicized fact, known by many, 60 million approximately are already enrolled in Medicare. Some of them are not yet 65. You can see the YouTube video where I discuss special things to consider for those person who are eligible for Medicare as a result of being uh, a part of Social Security Disability for two years. There is a special YouTube video for you specifically, and it is also part of the 2019 edition. The reality is that enrollment rule changes have not really occurred, except that in 2019, there is a new 
open enrollment period. We're in it right now. The last podcast did talk about it, what you can do if you've missed the Medicare annual election period deadline and you are an existing Medicare Advantage plan owner. This period, this first quarter, you can make that change. You can make it once. If you have not correctly followed the enrollment rules between now and the end of March, you do have the right to enroll in Medicare, the original Medicare, meaning Part A, Part B. The issue is that the effective date is still not going to be until uh, sorry, July 1st. And in addition to that, there are enrollment periods for Medicare Advantage that would begin on July 1st. Unfortunately, what I do not control is the fact that the late enrollment penalty timer, the tickers, the measurement to determine whether or not you have a late enrollment penalty, that does continue on between now and July 1st. For those of you who have not enrolled in Medicare correctly, this isn't the point of this is not to say I told you so, I you should have bought the book, etc. etc. It does not matter to me exactly why we are here. The question is what to do about it now. So back to the book, in addition to explaining the open enrollment period, what you can and cannot do. There are some pretty substantial changes, the bottom line being that because of the demographic weight, meaning 60 million, 10,000 people a day, the obvious fiscal pressures, and of course, our wonderful political environment, what we end up having is the fact that certain elements are changing. And the biggest change for me, meaning that from the first edition of the book to now, what has been gradually occurring is Medicare Advantage has increased in market share substantially. And in addition to that, the difference between Medicare Advantage and Medigap, Medicare Supplement, Medicare Supplemental, those three things meaning the same thing, the difference between these has declined markedly. And they, in fact, these last couple of years, what we've seen is Medicare Advantage plan carriers who are insurance companies, right? What end up happening is that they take their allowance, their per diem amount that they receive from the CMS, which is your tax dollar, no question. They have used it in very creative ways. They've used their allowance. They've spent the allowance in very creative ways in improving Medicare Advantage plans. When you couple that with the incredibly competitive nature of the market, what you get is the net result. And that net result being that the difference between Medicare Advantage and Medigap has narrowed. Beyond the scope of the book is really these, you know, kind of anecdotal stories, these Examples, for example, what you now have in Medicare Advantage plans is zero, zero dollar premium. You have deductibles on health and or drug deductibles, which have declined to incredible levels down to zero in, in many instances. 
We've got drug copays at zero for generics if you use med, uh, mail order. And in extreme examples, I've seen insulin, a particular type, be coded as a generic in depending on your Medicare Advantage plan, which is literally thousands of dollars a year if you are an insulin-dependent diabetic. And while these may not apply to you specifically, it doesn't change the fact, it doesn't change the idea. The general principle remains the same, which is that Medicare Advantage plans now, compared to the first edition of Maximizer Medicare, which was 2013, Medicare Advantage plans have become a lot more competitive. You can see the result in you can see the result in market share. Medicare Advantage is approximately a third of the market now, and the CEOs, the companies themselves, see the day that Medicare Advantage will be 50% of the market. 50% of the market will be likely on Medicare Advantage plans. That is change number one as explained in the book as well as the videos, podcasts, you've seen them here. For those of you who are returning or who have seen a YouTube video on the YouTube channel, you've seen this explanation that the competitiveness of the market has made Medicare Advantage and prescription drug plans, both of them very competitive, not only with each other, but it has made the entire selection process Weirdly, it has made it actually more difficult in a way because as a result, you're the Medicare Advantage policy owner. Well, the fact is, is that because of all these changes and you wanting to stay on the same plan, that no longer really works. Meaning that the difference, the financial difference, the outcome to policyholders is now thousands of dollars. Now, I've known this. All that's happened is that market changes have made this even more observable. It's made the differences among plans more dramatic. There are two other areas where the 2019 edition of Maximizer Medicare have really changed. And I'm going to review them with you here, introduce them to you here. The first is that due to the change in Social Security rules, meaning that full retirement age, FRA, you know, part of my role as financial planner is to help persons consider exactly what pattern their timing of receiving Social Security benefits actually is. Anyway, the fact that full retirement age has now increased to 66 years old and the fact that Medicare eligibility begins at 65, the net result of that is that people are working beyond 65 years old. Well, the problem, the issue, the challenge that has now raised itself is the fact that whether or not you have coverage from your employer and what is best for you at the time that you turn 65 still should be considered at the time you turn 65. And that includes the spouse if you are married and your spouse is 60 approaches 65. So this entire set is really actually quite different 
than in 2013, meaning that we've got a lot more people working beyond 65. This is not going away, right? I mean, I don't think that I'm making any heroic prediction here. What we're going to have is a lot more people working beyond 65. People wanting to retire at 64 who are delaying till 65. Well, then they decide, okay, well, I'm going to delay till 66 because then I'm going to reach full retirement age. That's all true. The issue, though, is the fact that at this time that you turn 65, you then get, you still get the Medicare full rights, your full options to choose any plan you want at the best possible price. And so what ends up happening is the fact that, and what was true in 2013, right, is that people would just say, okay, well, I'm covered by my employer. I'm just going to stick with my employer plan because that's always best. That, that wasn't true in 2013. That's even less true today, right? Because what ends up happening is, let's just say you're on an employer plan, and even if it's a large employer, well, the employ large employer charges your spouse $500 a month, $400 a month. Well, Medicare costs $135 and Medicare Advantage can cost zero. Medigap for a 65-year-old can cost, you know, below just under $100 to somewhere in the 140s. Let's just use that as a good number. Way lower than $400. And on top of that, the contract, the actual coverage that you get is much superior to that of your employer plan. So now all of a sudden it doesn't become as obvious. For small employers, it's even worse, meaning that, you know, GH2 Benefits, which is my firm, we actually help small employers figure out what their health insurance and benefits coverages look like. And the reality is that small employers can easily find opportunities where they can save a great deal of money on those persons who are Medicare eligible, whether that person be the actual working person or if they know that there's a spouse involved. And so what you have is a far more complicated decision-making process. It's just not as simple as just stay with your employer-provided plan. The last issue is related to this because let's just say, for example, that, okay, you're 65 years old, you've just, you are working, but your spouse is 64. And let's say you're a female employee, your spouse is 64, and you cover your husband. Well, now let's just say you are waiting to stay on your employer-provided plan until you are then 66 and your husband turns 65. Well, now the question is, is whether or not you can get into the plans that you want without medical underwriting due to a change in circumstance, et cetera, et cetera. And it is again becoming more complicated because what has ended up happening while there is Medigap open enrollment rules, meaning that you can accepted without medical underwriting under most circumstances, there are twists here. And not only that, but carriers are also flexing their rules, meaning making them more in favor of the potential applicant. 
2018 has been a difficult year because I've seen enormous errors being made by employers, big employers, where they have simply documented things wrongly. And as a result, they've cut off, they've cut off paths for their retirees, which is just an indescribably bad situation for in that, in that instance where the federal rules where they would have been, where all the retirees could have been gotten into the highest quality plan at much thousands of dollars lower in premium and far superior coverage. Well, the employer chose a particular path and probably inadvertently, they ended up cutting off the path where the retiree could have gotten the best possible coverage at the lowest possible price. This is an extreme example, right? Because this doesn't happen that frequently, but it can happen. And what it really is, it's just an illustration. It just shows you, hey, when you're working beyond 65 and then you want to think about how we're going to switch to Medicare and how my spouse fit to switch my Medicare and how am I going to get the best coverage at the best price? Let's just say you have spotty health. It has become more complicated. And it's gotten a lot more complicated. I don't see a way out of this, meaning that we're going to have people working beyond 65 at an increasing rate. I don't think that, again, there is no going back to the idea that everybody's going to retire at 65 and try to cut it down to 62. No, the retirement age is going to increase. It's not going to decrease. We have a bunch of other changes, organizational in nature in the book. For example, what I did is I moved all of the reference sections directly behind the chapters. And now in the paperback version, there is a full index. I made the point in the last edition of the free Maximizer Medicare newsletter. You can subscribe on the website, MaximizerMedicare.com. I have a snippet on what I resolved for 2019, which is I'm going to be a lot more frequent here on the podcast, YouTube, newsletter. The simple reason here is that while there are initiatives by the federal government and they are coming to the front, they're coming front and center to the public eye, things that we know, which is that healthcare costs knowing what the costs look like is very, very difficult. Prescription drug costs, for example. Almost impossible to know exactly what the cost is of producing a drug. And if you go to Walgreens, how much is it versus Rite Aid versus CVS? Very, very complicated. Having your neighbor, your brother, not knowing what they're supposed to about Medicare is making it worse. Sorry. That's the fact. When all of us keep our head in the sand, when we don't encourage each other to get the right information, to get the full information, what ends up happening is that person, whoever it is, they leave an unpaid bill somewhere and someone has lost the dollar. They've got to get this dollar back because guess what? Their electricity bill is still running they get this dollar back. How do they get it? They get it by billing you. The end. There's no getting around it. That's the simple 
everyday common sense reality that we don't need the letters after my name or graduate degree to understand. This is simple blocking and tackling. That's enough for me today. Maximize your Medicare.com, the free newsletter all about the book, Ways to Get the 2019 Edition. Of course, it's available on Amazon. Everything's available on Amazon. We know this. Be sure to not only buy, but also share it with persons that you know. Subscribe to the Maximize Your Medicare podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, you name it, you can find it. The YouTube channel has some instructional videos about very specific topics. Medicare ABCs is the top-down look on all of the rules. It is a very good spot to begin for the newcomers to Medicare. I'm Jay. Go Cowboys. Talk to you next time.